Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of The Watching Men. My name's Carl. And I'm Mark. And unfortunately, Carl, this week I'm a little bit sad. I'm, an, oh. I'm a little bit down in the dumps because just as we jumped on the Susie Lou bandwagon, that bandwagon has fallen into its last station. Um, <laughs> oh my, it, it's gone all weird at the weekend. It all started off with an Instagram post saying, I'm really depressed, I'm really down, and I didn't know. I went for a walk at 2am and I didn't know if I was going to come back. And a lot of her detractors were actually a bit upset about this, to be honest. They were going, look, you know, we, we as a community care. None of the criticism we give is it you. It's aimed at what you're doing. And so the, they said, right, you know what? Just in case there's a 0.001% chance this is true, we're going to stop our coverage. The very next day, Susie Lou posts a video saying goodbye. And imagine it. You've read this Instagram post. There's goodbye. There's a caption of her crying. And it's yet another anime review. So she can, and then she puts, ha ha, trolled the lot of you. Wow. So she went from, yes. Hang on, let me get this straight, right? So she's basically, she basically said that she was going to end her life on She the didn't see the point. Yes. Wow. And then the next day, there is, and he got screen, uh, got screen grabbed by YouTuber con John Swan, and it's just a picture of her saying goodbye. And then a few hours later, she then uh, edited to um, goodbye insert anime uh, character's name that I can't even pronounce. And that's when just when everyone went, what the actual. Yeah, that is the link that this woman sunk to because none of it's her fault. None of, you know, the fact that an anime actress called her out to say, you're earning $10,000 a month. I'm earning about $35 per hour and I get two hours a day to record everything. And she didn't see what the problem was. So, yeah, that happened. But her patron is now gone. Her YouTube channel has been restricted to 15 minutes, which is a bit of a. Um, that's not an omission of guilt by YouTube. It's what they do in due process. If you get two copyright strikes, you only get to be able to like 15 minutes. But at least a Patreon is gone. But apparently everything's going swimmingly on the website, even though it's full of security holes. So now that the Susie Lou thing is all over and done with for now. Oh, and in a last ditch attempt to remain socially relevant, she's turned her, her Twitter channel into followers only. So you can guess there, it's like, well, look at me, Social Blade. Look how I increased my Twitter followership. Yeah, because you're riding on the back of your own publicity. So I'm relying on YouTube now to feed me the next story, which I can bring to this brilliant podcast where we're going to remain re relevant for at least one week. What a what a joke, everything. I'm saying, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know YouTube personalities are a thing in this modern day time, but seriously, I mean, it's uh, just reacting to videos. What? I'm making a living out of it. That's ridiculous. Well, I, I was almost going to do this. I thought, I'm going to try this. I'm just gonna, I was, I was going to watch a podcast, see if, the, see if there's any, um, it's any two, news. It's a two-pronged thing for me. One, someone's willing to do it and charge for it. And two, people are willing to pay for it. That's that's the absurdity of what's what's going on in the world at the moment, online anyway. Well, that's the thing. I got dragged in to an argument. Well, I, I sort of inserted myself because I had a, um, a couple of McCune's lager, which, number one, do never, ever buy that lager in a red McEwen's. tin. Yeah. Wow, it must have Dude, been a desperate night. <laughs> I It was on offer, and I thought, that's I've never tried this before. And dear, my 
gut were I was rotten for two days. I, I can hold my drink, but no, you can't. this stuff, <laughs> this stuff managed to knock me off my tower for two days. It's just, oh, horrible stuff. Yeah. So, and anyway, I was, they're going, people saying, well, why are people paying five ninety nine? Uh, sorry, four ninety nine for someone watching a reaction video when they could pay five ninety nine and subscribe to Country Roll or Anim Animation oh, yeah. Nation or whatever. And I said, because people are cheap, and I was thinking, I think, you know, she must, there's got to be that creepy side of the internet that just wants to look at a woman going, oh, and then crying. I think that's a whole new niche on the internet. People looking at women online now, that'll never catch on. Yeah, I know. I know. And they call us, you know, there's a, there's a new phrase I learned as well called booby streamers. Where Twitch, <laughs> so it's and I'm not condemning, and I'm not having a go before anyone thinks that I'm being a sexist animal, but there is a very big portion in the Twitch community that will wear, should we say, um, revealing tops, but not too revealing, revealing just as much thigh as Twitch will allow them to get from, and this is the age of equality that we live in, because I'm sure that a lot of their listeners are just tuning in for their appearance and what they've got to say in the community and nothing else. Well, now now I've sort of ventured into uh, online streaming on Facebook and probably YouTube eventually as well. Um, I might, I might, I might follow, follow that ethic. Mind you, I'm going to take my top off to start with, and people have to pay me to put it back on again. So <laughs> I think that will work, actually. I could make millions. Yeah. Let's uh, do, what, do a change name petition to censor Carl Madden's That's body. It. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be good. Uh, well, according to, well, with the weather gets any warmer, then we might I might be stripping off myself doing this on this need podcast. To know that. In fact, we might actually turn this podcast into a YouTube show at some point if Mark can ever get his end sorted out properly because he says well he lives in a digital mess at the moment. So I'm all sorted now. It's, oh, I've been well, rock solid for a week and a half. We might have to try it sometime then. Uh, we'll try a private show. Ooh, uh, <laughs> no, it's not what it sounded like. <laughs> and yeah, so we've gone from since it come, well, we'll be banned off the internet. The first, the first podcast to get kicked off. <laughs> it might be something to look at anyway, moving forward. But we, we'll we'll see because I'm still not convinced that that people just want to see a, a podcast transferred to YouTube. Because it's just talking heads most of the time. Unless you can interject it with some clips and stuff like this. We might be able to do that since we talk about movies and whatnot. We can show clips well, I think and what, stuff. Yeah, what a lot of shows do is that they, they sort of record one episode and then they release it in like five-minute chunks. So if like yeah. we were to ever be cogent and to the point, we could actually just splicey-splicey, as they call it. Possibly. Uh, you know, I just, I'll just have to look into like if you can show clips and your trailers and stuff like this because you don't get striked. Or things like uh, that. Just, just mention that you're a friend of Susie Lou's and she'll sort it out. There'll be no copyright nonsense. Apparently. <laughs> uh, well, we've got some news this week. Guess what, Marky boy? Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like a rash that you have. Hang on, and you, you spend don't even know ages... what it is yet. I've just asked you what... what you... <laughs> oh, we're not looking at the show notes, are we? You're spoiling the illusion. <laughs> oh, it's cool. We have some mind. news. Yes. So, guess what? we got a new Star Trek series based on the USS Enterprise is heading to CBS All Access, which probably means over here we'll get it on Netflix or, or YouTube or whatever whatever poor streaming company decides to take a punt on the latest disaster from, from CBS and Star Trek. But yes, apparently the spin-off from Discovery where 
Christopher Pike and Spock and Number One uh, all come together, and it's going to show it's going to show basically the adventures of the Enterprise under Captain Pike t- about ten, set about ten years before Kirk takes over. So yeah, there's a lot of backstory to go there, but they've probably I think they've shot themselves a bit too much with Discovery because we're so was discovery what they call canon i you know what you're gonna to have to explain this to me what is canon canon is where it's if you're set if you set a universe then it, the canon is basically everything is meant to be self-contained within that universe so you acknowledge the history the characters the settings everything is meant to stay it's as far as i'm aware within that that period piece within that 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 motif my time i know period genre whatever whatever it has to be all self-contained it can't suddenly create things out of the blue and go off on wild tangents and stuff like this of course which is what a lot of people were moaning about in modern day science fiction like star wars and star trek and stuff like this the problem with it is it's okay for a little while but the longer the show goes on and the more stuff is introduced to that universe the trickier and trickier it is to maintain canon because rather than being uh, allowing you to expand your stories it kind of contracts your stories because you you <laughs> you've sort of written yourself into certain corners um which is why we we're saying like at the time quick reference to star wars the holder man- maneuver ruins space combat in, in star wars because all you have to do is ram a, another ship into another ship at, at, at hyperspace end of battle done so things like that would break canon but then of course he has to address it in in uh rise of skywalker where he says oh that was a one in a million chance i'll never happen again <laughs> <laughs> so was picard canon then yes well yes as, yeah as far as they're concerned as you know uh the fans uh think somewhat differently and fans think somewhat differently of um uh, of discovery in fact a lot of fans don't even count the movies the jj abram movies as canon because they've gone into a different timeline the kelvin timeline uh which is the first incident in the first star trek movie what causes two two time streams the original one the classic and the kelvin timeline and if your eyes are crossing like mine dear listeners don't worry you're you're, you're oh, not alone. so can so canon has to be the same um barrel so to speak and anything that goes out of that sort of imaginary circle is non-canon basically basically it's, so, it's, it's basically the official stories that account it as part of a universe so fan fiction isn't always isn't, isn't classed as canon because the official gatekeepers of the of the franchise don't acknowledge it or didn't create it you know it's it's things like that basically you want to get it down to it i am impressed with how they are doubling down onto this whole Star Trek thing at the moment. Because we sort of, after Star Wars, I thought a, a lot more companies would have shied away from sci-fi after what's happened. But no, they are, they're going full warp, hey, full speed ahead. Oh, my, ah, damn, I did a warp joke then. <laughs> and they've got no choice, they're, have they? Well, they're engaging, eh, yeah. with the series. So what do we got? We got Discovery, which... I'm going to admit, I didn't mind, but then towards the end of season two, it got stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. This whole chasing the red being, and then, oh, it's just... Yeah, it's it, self-fulfilling prophecy sort of story. Yeah. And then we've got Picard, which... Oh, 
Picard is now forever ruined because Mr. Plinkett has just done a review. Have you ever watched a Mr. I, Plinkett review? I have review? actually watched Mr. Plinkett's review of Picard uh, earlier this afternoon, in fact. I thought it was very entertaining. Which is why the canon thing um, got me, because if there's a, what was it, a galactic um, ban on androids, and it was brilliant to say, okay, forget about the medical facilities, the, the lithium mines, the workers, the actual robot. If anyone out there has ever got a good thing to say about Picard, go and watch, you go and look on YouTube, Mr. Plinkett Reviews, because it's so hard to disagree with him. Yeah. Well. What do we got next? Uh, we got Lower Decks, which sounds an interesting premise where it's going to be dealing with, as it says, like the more. Did you say premise or premise? Premise. Is it not? It's premise. Since when? Since always. Is this like your Reuters is actually called Reuters? Is that is this like is this one of these things living in the back end of nowhere? You don't actually get to hear words actually said loud. Can we just call it a regional dialect of it? We could we could do that. I mean I'm no I'm no one to speak. My my uh, my English language is awful, but there you go. <laughs> but I do know premise. <laughs> <laughs> oh well premise, premise. How do you I say genre? <laughs> genre, isn't it? Yeah, I know. John John Ree. Just joke. I still I call them um, data cassettes, data cassettes, just because I know it winds some people up in the network office in the networking room I used to working. I I never I one I got I got it from uh, the young ones and I call memos memos. <laughs> oh, but oh, I've got an old and I've got pedantics. Whenever I say Aldi or Lidl, they go, "Oh, do you not mean the opposite one?" I went. It's a discount supermarket chain. Does it really matter what brand have gone to? Anyway, so lower decks. <laughs> that's gonna that's dealing with the premise of people working. I, I suppose it'd be if you have got Scotty in the engine room, it would be one of his officers in the engine room in that sort of sub tier of people, like the, like the bin men, the people who do the actual work. The thing is, this is they were going to do this with Star Wars as well before it got cancelled. Um, they were going to do a cartoony comedy type version of of star wars and there was i think i think there's a few like clips online if you can seek them out but i'm not sure i mean it depends how it's done if it's done if it's done like in the style of family guy or something like that could be quite fun but i i don't know i don't know well lower decks is going to be an animation that's what i'm saying lower decks there's going to be a little bit of hope here because it's got uh mike McMahon, and I know how to say McMahon because I watch wrestling or used to. The uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty. So if he's on board as a bit of a writer and a bit of a director, this could actually be something uh, worth watching. A lot like Solar Opposites, which I watched a finale of, and it was oh, it was good. Oh, uh, what do we got next? Section thirty-one. Not heard of this one. Section thirty-one is. I'm not sure when it was introduced. I think it was introduced in. A couple of the classic, not classic Trek, but but the old days like um, uh, like Voyager or or, or DS Nine or something like that, and it's basically the spy, the spying section of Starfleet, and uh, and it's 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 the ones that apparently that Discovery was working for, like the captain was from was from um, Section Thirty One, and now Michelle Yeoh's character, who's that other character. Philippa, what's that? Um, Philippa, yeah, and it, yeah. But so she's now working for Section Thirty-One because it's spies, it's intrigue, you know. In in this in this in this galactic 
corporation or whatever it is that is Starfleet, um, where everybody loves each other and everyone gets along. They need something like, obviously, Section 31 to do all the clandestine stuff, which they've all sorted out in the past. But no, oh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just... You know what this all sounds like? It sounds like they've, they're coming up with shows that they can reuse props and sets for. I, I bet they're going, you know what, that warehouse, we could make a show out of all those props. This is like the ultimate in recycling. It's like putting your sets outside the house for the bin man to come and collect. One of them goes, oh, you know what? We'll recycle that. It just sounds to me like they're looking at other shows that are popular and going, oh, yeah, we can just do this show, but put it in Star Trek universe. I think, oh, okay, I suppose. But what are you going to do? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm still going to be open to watching this, this, this new movie. Sorry, this new TV show, uh, this new Enterprise show. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, it's apparently going to be called, because I give it a chance, and I give all these things a chance. It's just, they dis- they disappoint me so, so much. And may- like I said before, I think it's time we realise we're not the audience that they're going for. They're, they, they're after this new sort of, I'm going to say it, dumb audience who just wants to feel, have the feels. They don't care about plotting story you know story develop character development like in anything like that they just want to have it feel good they just want all the things that they think of in in their little world to be uh well, the, to be the building around confirmed. twitter hashtags aren't like precisely as you, as you said so that's it's it been... so so they're basically just doing these storylines so for example let's let's look at picard imagine picard wasn't you know based on TNG. Imagine Picard was its own standalone thing. Imagine Star Trek Discovery was its own standalone thing. Do you reckon that just those two shows alone, considering the original Star Trek only had three seasons anyway before it was cancelled, um, would there be, based on those two shows, Discovery and Picard, uh, would there be the, the, the following in 30, 40 years' time of those two shows that there was the classics? And if not, you have to ask yourself why. I'm not quite sure how to answer that one, if I'm honest. If, if so, you're saying if that, what was released today, will would the, would someone go you in 20 years' time, you know what, that show we had 20 years ago, we need to reboot that. I would say No, no, I'm saying not. would the fan be there? Would, for example, like I remember when I, I remember the day Star Trek caught my attention. I was young. I'd come home from school. It was on BBC Two, I believe, back then. Yeah, and, and I remember it was an episode, six, six o'clock. It was an episode. I have no idea what the episode was, but it ended up with Scotty in one of the Jeffrey's tubes fixing something. And it was the whole team came together to fix the solution. And it was like something I'd never really seen before. This, this team of all these different people putting all their personal skills into a situation to resolve the situation to a, 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 well, a happy ending, in quotes. And, and it just you know, showed how powerful a, a joint team. They put aside their differences and they come together. Modern day Star Trek seems to be low. Right? We're going we're gonna to revel in our differences and we're going to say these people are bad because we say so, the writers, not because of the characters, but we, the writers, have decided these people are bad and we're not going to try and see their point of view. We're going to despise their point of view, which is great if you're on one side of the, the argument, but then for everybody else around the world who's slightly on a different side of the argument or somewhere in the middle goes, well, you're pandering. So what? It's, it's, it's all comes down to storytelling and the way they do it. 
And modern day storytelling, as I've said many times before, is just so simplistic. It is unbelievable. There's no, like you can look at the latest seasons of Doctor Who, for example. There's no, there's no ex- exploring why the characters who are bad are bad. It's just like, they're bad, done. We don't have to worry about it because they're bad. We've got all the subtext which you're bringing yourself to this story. Um, you know, you don't, we don't have to explain what their point of view is because they're just bad. That's all there is to it. Just like bad. So anything can happen to them because we don't care because they're bad. Right, but you know, no, no, like trying to work out and bring them back to your side of the argument. It's just your bad piss off, right? And, and move on. That's not how old stories, as far as I can recall, were ever treated. It would, it would show, it would kind of put a moral argument on both sides, and then try and work out where the middle would be. And that's something that's lacking, I think, in modern day storytelling, um, at least on TV and Hollywood well, you, to a certain you, you, extent. Well, yeah, and I agree. But the problem is, I, I'm sort of I was saying I agree, but I sort of feel like I'm sounding like my parents when they go, "Oh, television's not like it used to be back in my day." But I think <laughs> I think it's slightly different for us because we've grown up in an age where we we're more there's more communication, there's been more ability to find out about films and plot points and stuff like that. And just coming back to your point about Hollywood, like even when they do introduce like a bad guy, it's always done in such a blinking you miss it fashion because it's like ah you know what we haven't done here we've got a bad guy right quick shovel in a quick scene so people will forget about it and oh, you you're right there's just no good stories in fact i was struggling for something to watch the other day and spend on the whole being old thing one of my favorite programs used to be on bbc2 6 p.m was farscape and i almost shed a tear because when i went on wikipedia this afternoon because i thought this show's getting on a bit. I remember watching season one, episode one, on March. Uh, sorry, on March nineteenth, twenty years ago, mm. and that was like, oh, and th- and I think Farscape. It, that might be a show that I might be able to ramble on about because that was it. It's not like it was it sex, violence, and Muppet in, Muppets in space, but without the sex bit. I think it was, and that. I don't understand why no one's tried to reboot that at all. Because I think, in some ways, that is actually better than Star Trek. Yeah, I've heard like many people say that. I've never, it never really appealed to me, but it's just one of those things. Oh, season one is rough. I've gone <laughs> back and watched it this week. There's that um, that nineties sort of synth music always playing in the background, and you think, yeah. oh, but by episode three, I think they'd learned their lesson with that. I think it's the look. I think the looks. It looked really cheap season one when they because they used to put it on some lame channel over here. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was just on like, BBC Two, was it? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go, lame channel. So, <laughs> no, I couldn't say that because it gave us Star Trek over here anyway. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. It just it just always looked cheap to me, and um, I don't know. I, I I will grant you that, but it. When you watch it now and you go back and you think, yeah, it's 20 years old animatronics, but the voice actor work on the main character, Rigel, is, and the way they've managed to do the lip syncing, like, for example, we did a show where I could rip up, I did a time uh, time stamp of everything I could rip apart about Star Trek. And I thought, is this because I'm being pernickety or is it because I can't pour myself out of just how um, obvious things were? 
And then I watched Farscape and I was far more forgiving because there was a story to get engaged into. Where it lacked in one department, it made up in others. Exactly. I mean, if you look, like I say, if you go back and look at the original Star Wars story, that's a pretty simple story. But the characters are intriguing. The characters, and, and even them, they're cut out of archetypes. So they're not that original. They're just well acted and, 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 and make you feel like part of this excited adventure. It's no, there's no. There's no like looking for, for there's, there's no sort of like stamping of of agenda on any of it. Not that I'm aware of it. I mean, he has Lucas film. Lucas himself has said like there's some things about the Vietnam War and stuff in there. But that's not my history. I mean, I know what happened in Vietnam War, but I find it very difficult to to equate the two things personally there's nothing like suddenly someone comes out and says this big diatribe about the vietnam war or anything like that i mean it's just a weird thing and, it, and it, i'll tell you what else is weird today supposedly all these like progressive types they why do they have such a hard-on for darth vader and stormtroopers and stuff it, it boggles my mind they're the fascists in in the episodes uh, in the shows i mean but you look you know you see a lot of their icons until it became all like ray and 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 kylo <laughs> and kylo he's a fa he's a bad person and they all love him and i think what is going on the world's so messed up at the moment it's unbelievable but <clears throat> but, but but he redeemed himself because he snogged ray at the end of it and that makes him oh that was his his whole redemption arc came in what the last 30 did minutes he, of a film on, did he, he ask permission first though oh did he get the consent form that's, ah that's but you know I'm what saying. he did he put on a sexually non-offensive, non-gender-specific <laughs> woolly jumper, probably vegan. Did you notice that? Um, I, I, it's like he's gone from wearing all this badass armor, and the only spare jumper he's got is similar to the the woolen one that I'm wearing <laughs> that I got knitted four years ago. And I'm thinking, well, it's obviously, oh, it's, it's obviously his underwear. He was running around in his underwear, I guess, at that point. But anyway, that, but I, it's just a side issue. It's just something I've noticed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I one good thing I liked hearing about this strange Star Trek, strange new worlds is they're saying it's going to be more episodic than the previous entries so far, which is good. But then again, they have been known to to lie about their shows that they've got coming up. I mean, this thing is not in production yet because I think everything's still on lockdown because of the COVID thing. So, you know, this is still a long way out. I still don't know what cbs's figures are for this all access nonsense for example here's a here's a if it was so successful is discovery was so su successful how comes netflix turned down picard and he had to go to amazon ask yourself that question as well oh don't say what oh that's that's oh that's a mind boggler exactly isn't it? so why is it i mean let's see who picks up if anyone in europe or the uk picks up strange new worlds i'm sure they will but you know, I mean, where's where's all the all the paraphernalia that go along with these shows? Where's the where's the lunch boxes? Where's the jigsaws? Where's the action figures? Where's all the starships? Where's all the toys and nonsense that go along with these kind of things? It's, well, it's well that's the anywhere. point. How would you merchandise Picard? What would you have? An elderly old <laughs> man stick. with an inhaler. Walking stick. He comes yeah. up with accessory. Oh, that you could actually have continence um, pads. Uh, Oh, an accessorizable oxygen tank. Now, here's the other thing. The that's Picard, replacement hips. Picard Season 2 is coming back, of course. But remember, oh. it's not Picard anymore. Picard's dead. 
Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, we haven't, it's not a spoiler. We've just saved you. Um, but it, it's, no, it's no longer Picard. It's, it's a representation of Picard. So weird. Uh, just, you know what? It's like watching Mr. Plinkett, as much as I enjoyed it, it was like reliving a bad memory because you go, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Time had been a great healer. And then he sort of like, he picked off the scab that was covering the wound of watching Picard. That's the other thing. For example, um, sometimes, like, for example, um, when Star Trek TNG, Best of Both Worlds, I remember watching that because I got it on tape. I sort of missed it when it was on TV, so I had to buy the VHS tapes as they came out. And basically, we'd all given up on TNG going through Series 1 and, and 2, where it was shown on TV. But then I picked them up from... Well, basically that episode, because I think I went into HMV or somewhere and saw this episode with, with the Borg, which had all, I'd seen that episode where they get thrown forward in time and they meet the Borg. So I thought, oh, right, look, they're coming back. So I remember buying it, and it was like the cliffhanger. And it, but, <laughs> so it was a two-part with a cliffhanger. Uh, but the cliffhanger was also, the, 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 the conclusion was also on, on the tapes, because I bought first last of the first last of the first the previous season and first of the next season so i could see it straight away but i watched them again and again and again i have no indicate no no predilection or whatever no no desire to go back and watch discovery again no desire to go back and watch picard again it's just no i have no no i, no, I agree with you it's just but that's the problem that there's too many one in done shows that like, i enjoyed watching discovery but I, I, I still hear on my, uh, on my streaming service, I wouldn't go, I've got no, even when I'm drunk on a Friday night and I'm thinking I've got nothing else to watch, I sort of find um, something else to watch. Voyager, I never got into, I just found a lot of the characters were boring because mm -hmm. what separated um, Chakotay from Neelix, from uh, Harry Kim, it was just like, uh, they just all felt dull and wooden to me. There was no... Um, at least with TNG, we, we're doing a Star Trek episode again. Oh, God. There was <laughs> no. Too. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. We've done a show now. We can press pause and do a part two to this. There was. The, I just found them so hard to watch. It was so. It, oh, it, I, I never got into TNG. Then the, when they did DS9, it was like that was even worse for me. Well, you know, it's, it swings and roundabouts. I, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed TNG. It sort of lost me a bit in Discovery, totally lost me in Voyager. Enterprise, I kind of was in for the first two seasons and then I ducked out, which is a shame because apparently the last season is a good one. Um, oh, apart, yes, apart from that, the last no. episode. Um, but I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I got my, my fill during the TNG years and the originals and most of the movies as well. It's sort of like an argument I have with myself now about this whole fallacy about music of today versus music of yesteryear. There's, for me, I was trying to think, well, what band would I want to be listening to in 20 years' time? And then I made the accidental mistake of tuning into Radio 1, and I think <laughs> I might have had a slight brain aneurysm. Like, well, just go show how each to their own on music anyway, but it's yeah. the same thing. And I think, what, what now that Westworld has sort of disappeared and become almost like a, a special effects rule for me, Better Call Saul, that's finishing, that's coming up on its um, last season. And I'm sort of missing those shows where I'm going, oh my god, I can't wait for the next season. And I just there's just been nothing out there that's really, uh, really grabbed me. 
No, it's it, it, it's it's tricky. I mean, there's the, oh, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know truly honestly how Hollywood runs, but I got to imagine there's a, a lot of talented writers out there. I just don't think they're in Hollywood anymore. Um like I started watching Ip Man the, the movies with uh Donnie IP Man, isn't it? it? Not Ip Man. I thought it was always no, IP Man. Well, yeah, but it's not IP. It's Ip. That's his name, isn't it? Oh, He's, he was the teacher. I, was gonna, of I thought Bruce I was going to help you there, Madden. He was the teacher of Bruce Lee because I, I thought it was IP Man. <laughs> I was thinking, intellectual property man. What's that about? That's this? what I was thinking. Well, this could be a good rough through um, you know, all those uh, uh, patents that I'd be going through. No, it's, it's it, man. But um, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not amazing or anything they're pretty simplistic storylines obviously and it's mainly about the fighting but they're still fun to watch and and and, you know you watch some indie shows um some indie movies as well like we 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 haven't talked about it yet but we watched the platform fairly recently i mean high concept sort of sci-fi i guess that would be but that's entertaining it's completely back crap crazy however the premise but that doesn't matter it's 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 because it's a self-contained movie it's it it's it sort of works on its madcap level. Um, obviously, it's pretty. It wears its heart pretty much on its sleeve. It it, it make it pulls no punches for what it's about, obviously. Um, but on the whole, it's it's interesting. I mean, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe it's, the problem is. I think a lot of these Hollywood writers now are young, so they're being asked to write about stuff that they didn't live through, and maybe that's just the issue. Maybe they want to like write their own stuff. They don't want to be imprisoned by the canon of these 40, 50-year-old shows, and I can understand that to a certain extent. It just means that, that if they carry on producing the kind of content that they're producing, which has got a lot of modern-day subtext, although it's not very subtext, it's like right on the surface. surface. It's not going to age very well, for starters. And I... We, I, I don't know. I just don't like being lectured to all the time. It was okay when they're trying to teach you a moral story and, and the way they teach you it made you think about things slightly differently. But when they just scream it in your face, you think, oh, no, I don't need to do this. <laughs> thank you very much. I've got the news. Thank you very much. We can listen to that if we want to know what's going on in the world today. But I, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm waiting yeah. for all these writers to come back and every single storyline will be about some lockdown incident. <laughs> Like well, it's quite ironically that the, one of the stories we were going to cover, but we're running out of time, was that the purge is being cancelled. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't want to give people ideas, I don't think so. No, uh, just coming back. I mean, it's it's Picard could have been good if they had writers that understood the material, but it's like yeah, yeah. I don't even think you have to understand the material. You have to go. Would a man? in his 60s go <clears throat> i'm really looking forward to kicking your romulan ass yeah no well no I th- there's, there's deeper issues than that with that show unfortunately and and i think um the plinket review touches on them and that was the fact that it's not picard is it it's basically patrick stewart you're not patrick watching stewart picard, in the writer's room yeah yes exactly and like you know actors as he says are like um nihilistic and, and and it's all about them and if you basically put the the actor in the writer's room more often than not they produce a, a like a jesus saves everyone kind of character because that's how they want to be seen as as on the screen as what and, happened in picard he died and then he was reborn yeah he so, made his sacrifice so i i guess some kind of like weird logic to that i gotta admit but i i don't i don't know any actors thank god so 
I just I just want them to produce good stuff. And, and, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because if they don't produce good stuff, it will go away. You know, uh, well, if, it goes away anyway, doesn't it? Because it just, as I think what Plinkett said is it's scaringly real that a show is only as relevant as its hashtags. And because we're in a such a cyclical, uh, not cyclical, um, we, we, we go through hashtags one minute it's there, the next minute it's not like the whole Susie Lou thing really only lasted um, nine weeks from start to finish. And just like that, it's gone. It's out of the conscience, and everyone's going next. There's, there's tons of things like go go on. It's just it's if they want to live in these little fleeting moments, fine, great. You know, Picard was about Brexit and Trump, but what in a four? What okay? Well, I'll give him another four years if that. But then what? It's gone. It's, irre- it's irrelevant anymore. So you know, just move on, and and things move on. So I, 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 there's nothing in them that will be will, will entice me to watch them in in like 30 years time like <laughs> like star trek I, I can put on star trek now and still enjoy it the adventures of the original kirk spock and, uh, and mccoy you know I, I i won't be doing that i won't be doing that with with discovery or picard hopefully strange new worlds will change that i i don't know i'm, I'm never going to watch uh last jedi again i'm probably never going to watch rise of skywalker again in fact um last jedi ruined force awakens i can't even watch that now because i know all these answers are being set up it just doesn't matter pointless rubbish doesn't count nothing didn't mean anything just move on so which kinds of like weakened the first one but you know i'll still go and watch empire strikes back i'll watch the original um it's just weird. I, I did strangely enough because I got now Disney Plus. I did, and they were in H, uh, um, HDR and and 4K. Apparently, um, I did go and back and watch the the prequels as well. And you know, compared to the sequels trilogy, not as bad as I remembered, apart from the annoying characters in it, obviously. But the actual plot points are all there, all valid. The expanded universe all works. You know, there's no. But it is only not as bad because you've watched worse. If yes. you hadn't have seen, yeah, it's only like, well, at least they're not as bad as this lot. You and didn't think... know how far, how much further it could fall at the time. Yeah, <laughs> you've moved the needle significantly, Disney. Well done to you. But I, I got hopes for other things. Like you got this new June movie coming out sometime. I think it's next year. I'm not sure. Um, I'm quite looking forward to that. Some of the stills from the production look exciting. I'm still a big fan of the original one, um, the movie by uh, uh, the guy that done Twin Peaks. Oh man, the name's just gone. Dave, David Lynch. There is some. There are a few shows that I'm looking forward to. I think we we are starting to wrap up now. There's a new series on Netflix, Apollo something, and the reason I can't remember the name of it is because my computer just crashed, and it's got Steve Carell in it. So at least I'm Space made- Force. Space Force. I oh, see. That's a good title. I always remember very on the whole statue. I will give a shiny um, shackle to anyone who can remember an, a TV series called Starfleet. Nothing to do with Star Trek, but it was called Starfleet. And I've been trying to hunt it down for years. Where it's sort of a, it's a precursor to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I think is what it was called. So there we are. That, that's my tease for next week. And if you know the answer to that and you can find it, then you can get a hold of us on the Twitter at watching underscore men. That's it. So uh, pretty much it from us this week. We'll be back again next week with some story that we pluck out of nowhere and then talk about 40 minutes, I'm sure. 
<laughs> well, I want I want to cover Billings Head next week. That looks a little bit interesting, and I think I'm going to I'm going to catch up again on the uh, on the platform. What's Bill and Ted that did excellent, wasn't it? Excellent. Mm. Yeah, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. How there might be um, the, the I'm I'm loving the fact that people have started to get worried about. Oh, I hope you aren't going to wokeify this. Oh, and the the, the uh, oh, I'm stumbling over my words now. The directors have come out and say, "Well, we're sorry if that's your interpretation," and we're just going, "No, just please don't." We like the central characters. We don't want a film that has the central characters and then introduces their sons or and their well, their daughters who then take over. No, it's, it's it's not so much like I say these things don't normally come about down to so much the 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 piece itself. Uh, well, it does sometimes, but not all the time. It's mainly the marketing that goes on. Like you know, oh, this will be the first such and such kish yeah what's off in the distance like so far away you can't really see it apart unless it's on a a a hundred foot screen well done you're so progressive great (laughs) it's not just that you're so you can tick a mark is it and 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 get some kind of brownie points because you're too scared to put it up front and center because that will annoy certain foreign markets that you want to flog it to but so don't stand behind your principles just put them off in the distance somewhere so you can try and get the praise from them off twitter but you don't actually want to stand by them do you but you want to appear that you're standing by them well done <laughs> i think mr plinkett summed it up perfectly where he just puts it in the part of the show just get it over and done with you know we, we've got all these characters just make picard gay get ian mckellen on the show just get it over and done with then boom you have ticked all your diversity boxes and i think on that note i'm gonna duck and run i think you should (laughs) so until next time everybody please everybody stay safe and 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 keep washing your hands and stay away from that nasty bug that's as hunting us all down so until next time stay safe and bye cheerio everyone